0: Whoa, hello there and welcome to episode three. And um, yeah, it's been a, a while since I completed sort of the, the log of my last sort of 40 hour fast. Um, since I spoke to you, I've broken that as a record and did a 68 hour fast recently. Again, getting great results um, that ended Friday, kind of like had the weekend, I've been enjoying some food and um, a few alcoholic beverages and yeah, I'm just about to embark upon or go for a new record. I'm thinking about actually trying to go through the entire week, so it's Sunday, as I speak to you right now, and I'm aiming to fast for six days, so to eat next Saturday, which is a significant five-day fast. You're talking 120, what was it, 24 hours in a day. So 10 days would be 240. So you're talking 120 hours for five days, adding in another 24, you know, so you're talking 144 hours to get me through Saturday. And then I only want to eat once on that Saturday, which is going to be around, you know, in the afternoon. So it's going to add a, a bit more on. So I'm only talking about a 148-hour fast I'm hoping to accomplish. Um, currently, as I start recording this, I'm on a 14 hours and 49 minutes already completed. So I'm on the journey, basically. So, yeah. Um, I may i'm I'm not going to make the focus of this podcast to be to you know an update throughout that um, time. I'll do a, a podcast at the end of it um to explain results and things like that instead, I thought that I'd talk about you know doing this type of extended fasting fasting in general, um, maybe explaining a few of the a few of the different ways of fasting um and then looking at that as compared to sort of like the, the, the standard dietary advice that has been sort of like mainstream, which is just basically looking at your caloric intake in versus uh, caloric expenditure out and talking about why fasting is by far superior to that and why that method in all reality is 99% guaranteed to fail. So, yeah, stay tuned and um, join me for this podcast. So, yeah, so obviously in the last few years, I think it's fair to say that people have, you know, started to notice and recognise fasting a lot more, you know, than, say, 10 years ago. So 10 years ago it was considered to be something that was kind of ridiculous to do. People's reactions would be, "What, you're starving yourself?" that seems like such a crazy idea. <clears throat> but actually, you know, I, I think sort of through my own experiences, um, you can see. I mean, to me now, I'm a as a person that's using extended fasting as my kind of my way at the moment. You know, um, I am definitely seeing. That it is it is pure and simply the way. It's the way to long term health, and it's also the way to fast and sustainable weight loss, um, which I'll talk more about as we go on. But you know, obviously, there's there's ways of doing it. If you're someone that's sort of been brought up, and you know, like if you look at the nineteen seventies, nineteen seventies in Western or anywhere in the world, there wasn't an obesity problem you know people didn't basically there was no high levels of obesity why was that it's because basically in those times people were just encouraged to eat their meals you know i remember sort of growing up and, and sort of the messages that you did hear was like don't snack between meals and um, then sort of the advice kind of changed and it was um, this idea of you know constant snacking to, to sort of keep your metabolism charged up and, and in overdrive and, you know, which basically, if you forward wind it to 50 years later and you're looking in, um, you know, 2022, has caused massive obesity problems in, in many nations around the world. Um, pure and simply this comes because of insulin you know when you eat basically you know most foods will will lead to a rise in insulin there's some foods that that really really spike your insulin levels basically insulin is a hormone and it's a hormone that instructs your body to store food for later it's like it's, it, that's, that's what it's done, that's what it does, that's what the job is. It's like store it, and um, logically thinking then, if you're consistently eating, as, as sort of like many people still are advising people to do, you know, you've got to have your breakfast, you've got to have your mid-morning snack, you've got to have your lunch, you've got to have your afternoon snack, your dinner, your late evening snack, you know, it's like, this is how people are eating now, so what you're Consistently doing is you, you yourself are instructing your body to keep storing, storing, storing energy for later. But all fat is is just stored food energy. You know, so it's like take a look at the advice that nations have been given, which is pretty much eat regularly, eat low fat, eat eat sort of high carb diets, and reduce calories. Reduce those calories throughout the day, so just take a little bit of these calories and eat them frequently. Is you're consistently just making your body be in insulin mode. And obviously, whenever you overly overuse something, then you get resistant to it. You give you keep giving people too many antibiotics, eventually, they become anti resistant to antibiotics, and same is true with insulin. It leads to insulin resistance, and and then you're down the road of type two diabetes and and, and obesity crisis. Um, so yeah, so pure and simple, what happens then is not only has the sort of dietary advice been very very poor for nations, but then you get to the medical profession, and, and the medical profession are treating type 2 diabetes which is all to do with the body having too much insulin and not being able to deal with it and just becoming resistant to it and what do they prescribe type 2 diabetics yeah you guessed it insulin which is just a crazy response so it just basically fuels and adds to the problem so the solution is fasting. The solution is fasting. So what types of fasting? If You've never done it. If you're one of these people that. Has consistently. Eaten regularly. And you find yourself in a position where. Maybe you're pre-diabetic. Or you're, you, do, you do have diabetes. And um, your blood sugar levels are a massive problem to you. And leading you down. You know. Into a, a very sort of grave situation. Then. You definitely want to see if you can find yourself a medical professional that is sympathetic towards fasting, because medication and drugs isn't is the way to deal with it. Um, you know, obviously, who am I to be listening to? I'm not a medical professional. Listen to Dr. Jason Fung if you want to. You know, get into the real sort of details of looking at research studies um and where you know he can he he can prove it scientifically and conclusively um but it is really something you can consider i would say if you've never tried fasting before then you want to be looking at intermittent fasting and what is intermittent fasting well intermittent fasting generally is talking about eating windows so it's, it's like you know if you for example, a real basic window that you could start off with, which is not too difficult to do, is to stop, You know, is to still eat three meals a day, It's to end your fasting window at, say, 6 p.m., and then don't eat anything until the breakfast the next morning. You know, if you were at 6, you'd have a 12-hour window. If you were at 7, you'd have 13. If you were at 8 o'clock, then you'd have been fasting for 14 hours. And then a 1410 regimen, as, as that would be, would mean that you've got a nice balance there between feeding and fasting. And basically, to get control of your insulin, to get control of your diet, is all about letting your body experience something that you've not let the amylase do for a long, long time, which is to not be eating to basically instructing your body to stop burning glucose which comes from the food and to seek other avenues like i.e your fat stores right so basically to first get into it you want to just pick an amount of time that you can fast and then try to increase it progressively right so if you you know if, if you can only do 12 hours at first then then do 12 hours and then do that for a while, then try to increase it to 13 and 14 and 15. It'll have a massive, massive impact. I mean, things to work, to to think about though is, is like, you can overcompensate it, and I have done this. You can do your fasting window, and then all of a sudden when you get your time to eat, you can overdo it. It isn't like free range to just start eating. You need to sort of like still, when it comes to eating time, you need to almost behave as if you haven't been fasting. You need to make sure that your meals, you know, come from real sort of whole foods. You don't look to sort of pile on the calories or pile on the amount of food that you're going to eat to sort of compensate for the fact that you haven't been eating for a set amount of hours. Just eat a meal the same size that you maybe would have done if you was eating three meals a day, and even on, you know, an intermittent. Fasting basis. If you do that, then over long term, you'll see massive, massive reductions in blood sugar levels, and you'll also see a reduction in your your body fat. Um, I've kind of got to the point where I want to aggressively tackle the body fat that I have stored on my body. So, and and I, so I've started to look. Initially, I I read um, a book by Jim Stevens. Um, which sort of like one of the chapters spoke about alternate day fasting. So I started to get into the idea of looking at more extended fasts so not just doing like a eating window within a day. It's like literally skipping a whole 24 hours to 36 hours. And then it would advise to eat the next day and fast the day after. You know, maybe do that two or three times a week. So that's kind of, I started to think about doing that. And then I just, you know, because I'm interested in the subject, I just came across information that was speaking about doing longer term fasts. You know, so you took in 48 plus. So I did 48. And then as, as you've heard, I've done like 40. And now I'm kind of into the, did a, did a 68. And now I'm kind of thinking about pushing 100 hours this week. Um... You know, I am, I would say that directly I've, I've lost over a stone in, in the last two weeks, which I'm managing to keep off. I lost more of it when I did the 68 hour. Um, I lost something like 18 pounds. But in the, during the course of the weekend, I put that on. It's Standard with, with fasting, you know, because you are losing fat, but you are also losing a lot of water, you lose water weight. Um, I think remembering from when I was listening to Jason Fung um, you know if you did a 10 day fast for example you could probably expect to lose something like 5 pounds of body fat overall because 1 pound of fat contains 3,500 calories and if your your base metallic rate is is burning around 2,000 then obviously you think about it it's gonna be a struggle to burn one pound of fat per day. So pretty much pound of fat probably is gonna take two days to get rid of. So it isn't like super super speedy. But when you're you when you're in the process of doing a fast it can seem like that and seem really really motivating like that because in real terms when you're looking at the scales um you'll you're pretty much you know lose at least a pound a day so in 14 days you can expect to lose around 14 pounds um probably more than that but you have to factor in that the fact that that's going to be you know a lot of that is going to be water weight and you're going to put some of that back on um yeah there'll be people out there sort of say well what's the difference between you know doing that and just like really significantly cutting your calories um well the simple answer is that cutting calories doesn't work it's been the advice for years and study after study has shown that it doesn't work and why is that is because actually you can say, so, say, for example, you, you your base metallic rate burns 2,000 calories a day. So at the moment, you take in 2,000 calories. It does seem really logical to say, okay, well, if I cut down my daily calories by 500 to make it 1,500, by that logic, then I should lose a pound a week. Doesn't happen. Why doesn't it happen? Because calories in... Is in balance with calories out. So if you drop your calories in by one thousand five hundred, your body, which is a fine-tuned machine, will decrease your calories output by one thousand five hundred. So again, people that have experimented with that and not seen the results on the scales, and you know that you're probably one of them. Most of us have tried that. It's, it's the reason why, but Those two things don't work in isolation from one another, particularly when you do it in the caloric deficit and you're being advised to do that by eating regularly during the day. If you eat regularly, you're really sort of like forcing yourself to take on a low amount of calories and you do it, it's miserable. But like inside your body, all you're doing is you're consistently spiking up your insulin levels. And insulin is the cause of fat storage. So, like, you're just doing it with less calories. You're just training. Your body is just responding by lowering that rate because it thinks you're in starvation mode. And that's that's the thing that people all always kind of like level towards fasting. It's like, won't it, it sort of from starvation mode? Well, no, it doesn't. Because it's not got this source of, like, really low-calorie food. So what happens is you fast completely. You're not eating not taking on calories so your body over thousands not your body but the human body over thousands if not millions of years has evolved to cope with that and that is that there's going to be times where there's food around and there's times and not and obviously what do you think fat is you know it's not like a fashion statement we don't wear it for that it is simply your body's way of storing energy On your body four times when there's no energy. So if you are consistently eating, you're just telling your body to store more of it because it's saying, "Well, there is a food source here. We don't need to. We don't need to look elsewhere." All right, slightly decreased. So we'll need to slightly bring um, the metabolism down a bit to cope with that. Whereas when you put yourself in a completely fasting state, your body. Depletes the, the glucose that you have in your system. Some of it's stored in the liver. Once that's gone, it immediately starts to to, to tap into your fat stores. So what you see is you don't you, you actually see an increase in metabolic rate when you fast. Again, check out Jason Fung if you want to see studies for that. It's not not me just saying it And I can see it in myself. I, you know, I'm I'm seeing every time I'm doing extended fasting. I'm losing you know two pounds a day and obviously i was saying that I'm, i do know a lot of that is waterway right but i also know i've kept a lot of it you know people are looking at me that i saw a couple of weeks ago and, and just unbelievable what they see they, they, can't, they can't believe how quickly change is happening right your body is like totally bright, so you know, some of the things that people that have struggled with their weight will we talk about is it. like, oh, you know, my metabolism's broken. You know, it's not as good as other people's. It's not true. The metabolism just is responding probably to the fact that you're reducing calories, but you're reducing calories and doing that by consistently eating throughout the day. I mean, obviously, a good, if you're doing a great caloric deficit one, so if you do take that 1,500 calorie, principle a day and you do know that you burn 2000 usually as your base and you eat those calories at one meal which would be quite a significant meal you know it would be decent you would feel pretty well satisfied i would imagine from a home cooked meal that was 1500 calories and you got your caloric deficit in that manner by incorporating fasting intermittent fasting for the rest of the day you would see results like that, 100%. So it's, it's more weight loss and obesity is more, is a hormone, it's, you know, I mean, for years, it's like because of the fact that this approach to losing weight, you know, like lose weight by reducing the calories, uh, you know, the, the health professional, rather than sort of like acknowledging that it's bad advice, is taken to sort of like blaming the patient, blaming the victim, it's your fault. You must be doing something wrong. You must be cheating. You must not be exercising enough. Um, when in actual fact, it's a lack of understanding from the medical profession that has led nations to, to basically become completely overweight and and unhealthy. So, yeah, anyway, that's all I kind of wanted to say on this. Um... I'm just trying to share a little bit of my knowledge that I've learned and to point you in the direction of Dr. Jason Fung. You can find him on YouTube. He's got some amazing books out there. Um, one being called the Obesity Code. I, I definitely recommend reading it and listening to it. I listen to it on Audible. Um, he actually narrates it himself, so it's good to to listen to. And um, you know, maybe sort of like. Just get rid of a few of these misconceptions that we all have. I just found it a good groundbreaking, such an eye-opener. Um, Yeah, and anyway, I'm going to sign off there. Thanks very much for listening, if you made it this far into the podcast. And if you have listened to my other episodes, then... Yeah, apologies for that. I don't know how that came out, but I was just as I was ending it off there... I got a call through and it kind of like destroyed the end of it. Um, so, yeah, all I was saying is thanks very much. If you have listened to any of my stuff, if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, then go back and do it. It would be great if you could um, leave me a positive review. If, if you can, that would be marvellous. I'd really appreciate it. And um, you can get in contact with me on Instagram, Um, My Instagram handle is maverick underscore fox. And yeah, it's like get in touch there. If you do happen to find me on Spotify and um, give me a message and and, and maybe ask a question or, you know, suggest some further content that you'd like to see, it'd be great to hear from you. Anyway, I'm going to sign off there. Have a wonderful day. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. (music) Thank <music> you.